listen, I want to tell you a little bit about our guest. And I, I will mention that once again, uh, my conversation with Katie is this is you're going to be seeing a, a pre-recorded conversation because of Katie's availability. She's very busy. But I want to tell you a little bit about her. And then we're going to show this uh, conversation that I had. And once again, just as we do any time that we pre-record a conversation with the guest, you can still interact in the chat. Uh, Katie will be able to see this later and answer any questions, respond to comments. And it doesn't, it doesn't keep you from participating. But let me tell you about her. My guest today, Katie, is making a return visit to Coffee Breaks. You may have tuned in when she was on. And it's been now, I think, a year and a half or so ago that Katie was on. But she is the owner of a unique travel agency called Magical Mystery Tours, which has been in the business of planning surprise vacations for more than a decade. For Katie, the story starts even earlier. In 1997, her dad planned a Christmas getaway for the family and kept the destination and all activities a surprise. Weeks in advance, mysterious red envelopes began arriving in the mail with clues about the destination, the weather, what should be on the packing list, and what activities were in store. And then, Early in the morning on departure day, the family piled in the family car and set off on an un, to an unknown, for an unknown locale, keeping an eye on road signs throughout the journey to try to guess where they were going. By that evening, they had arrived in Nashville, Tennessee. The trip was such a success that it became an annual family tradition, leading to many of Katie's favorite memories with her family. Now... Katie uses her background in mystery travel, her own travel experience, and her expertise to plan surprise getaways for customers and help them create unique and treasured vacation memories of their own. As a professional travel consultant with more than nine years of experience, she's also well-versed in the tourism industry and a great resource for travel insights. And once again, the conversation you're about to see was recorded a few days ago. But you can still comment and ask your questions in the chat. Katie will be able to come in later on, see those, and respond to them. So please welcome back Katie Truesdell. Well, Katie Truesdell, welcome back to Coffee Breaks with Steve. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you and, for having me. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's a pleasure to talk to you again and to find out a little bit about what you've been doing, but also kind of your perspective on what's been happening in the world of travel as we start to get our mindset back on getting back out there, whether that's regionally, locally, regionally, domestically, or internationally. And I guess the first thing to talk about here is we know that a lot of things were impacted by the pandemic in terms of travel. Uh, I mean, stopped entirely for periods of time and then resumed with severe restrictions. And I think a lot of people are curious now, as we're in this more or less post-pandemic phase, as things are starting to get back to normal, what has really returned to normal in terms of travel? What things are still a little bit affected in terms of restrictions or conditions? And what do you see in travel that has changed, if not permanently, at least for the foreseeable future? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so like all of life, travel was completely upended uh, during the pandemic. And you know, thankfully, I would say much of it has returned to normal at this point. Um, for me, the biggest thing that I am grateful is largely behind us are all of the COVID era um, destination entry requirements for international yeah. travel. Um, as you know, as the world opened back up and people returned to travel, navigating that piece of the puzzle was a, a nightmare. Um, 
you know, not all countries were open to travelers or to all travelers. And the ones that were had um, any number of requirements from, yeah. you know, pre-authorization paperwork where you had to get approval and, and a QR code sent to your phone to scan at customs or, you know, COVID test protocols, vaccine requirements, any combination of things. Every country was different um, and they were constantly changing. So, you know, from as a as a mystery travel provider, that was obviously very challenging to to navigate on behalf of clients when they're planning international trips for them. Um, so, but mostly, you know, there are some things that are still in place here and there. Um, mostly, that is has been simplified or done away with, and it's largely as simple to travel internationally as it was prior to twenty twenty. So some of that to still be aware of, but a, a lot of that has has gone by the wayside. Um, you know, honestly, the first thing that comes to mind in terms of a COVID era policy that's still in place now is is Disney World. Um, so mm. when they closed in 2020 for about four months after they reopened, they instituted a um, park pass reservation system to control right. crowd levels. Um, and if anyone's unfamiliar with that, basically you had to purchase a regular ticket admission. And then you also had to make a free reservation for the park you plan to visit. That's right. Um, so that's been, um, it's been a very unpopular policy. You know, it takes away some spontaneity and flexibility um, from travelers. You have to plan more in advance. Um, and that, that policy does still exist today. And it's, it's mm -hmm. unclear how, if, how, or how long, or if it will go away. Yeah. Um, but I will say at least, um, they're not hitting capacity or the capacity is not as locked down as it was during the yeah. early days of that. So um, there's, there's not a huge chance that you're not going to be able to visit the parks that you want to go to. Um, but it, it is just something to be aware of something that's in place. And then, you know, in terms of kind of the, the two major things that jump out in terms of things that have changed for, at least for the foreseeable future, um, are the things that are impacting all kinds of industries, which is higher prices and staffing shortages. Right. Um, you know, that's, you know, who among us has not seen uh, help wanted signs around, you know, businesses in our towns or, you know, done a double take at prices at the grocery store or something. Um, so this is, this is not limited to travel itself, but it definitely impacts um, just the experience and expectations that people have. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and if people haven't really traveled, haven't returned to travel yet, I think they, they, I, I get a lot of queries in with people kind of expecting 2019 pricing or, um, you know, those early COVID era deals when they're trying to encourage people to get back out there again. And that, that just doesn't exist right now. Um, prices are as high as I've ever seen them. And, and the staffing shortages that exist everywhere, you know, just, can can cause ripple effects you know it's longer wait times you know potentially flight delays cancellations you know things like that so it's um hopefully you know some of that will stabilize um in the in the coming years but it's it's definitely something to be aware of as people are getting back to travel yeah. now one of the things um i read recently and i'm not sure if i understood it correctly i don't know if you know about this but i saw something very recently that indicated that the to now travel into the EU countries either um, already happening or they're going to start requiring some kind of a 
a pre-application process to travel to Europe. Is that an yes. aftermath of COVID? Is that really just tied to sort of overall security issues? Or do you know where that's come from and how that's being implemented? Yeah, it hasn't. It's been pushed back a few times. It's actually been in the works. I I don't know when it started um, being talked about, but I I don't think it's a um, I don't think it's a reaction to COVID. It, that may have played into it to some yeah. degree, but I think it's just general kind of security um, issues that people want to. Um, I can't remember if there's a fee or if it's just it hasn't been implemented yet. I think it's supposed to start in November later um, this year right now. If yeah. they don't push it back further or, or whatever. Exactly. And, yeah. Is it similar to like a, a having to apply for a visa or is it more just a pre-application process like through, um, you know, through the State Department or something the same way that you would normally I, I know there are other countries that have certain yes, restrictions yeah. or requirements. I think it's very, I don't know if um, if you or if anyone um, watching has done the Australia visa for as a US citizen, it's kind of similar to that. It's, ve it's very, it, obviously we haven't done it yet, but yeah. what I read about it is that it's supposed to be really pretty quick and easy. You fill out this, you know, pre-application form. And I think you're supposed to have, you know, what you need back from them within you know, 15 minutes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a quick turnaround process and it's an yeah. online process. You don't have to mail something away and wait exactly weeks yeah. to hear something back. Yes. Okay. So we'll yeah. see how that plays out. Yeah, that's to come. <laughs> okay. Now, airlines, we need to just spend a couple of minutes talking about airlines. I, I mentioned to you about some of the debacle our family encountered at the Christmas holiday with family attempting to travel here. Yes. Um, but there are a lot of changes that seem to be coming right now. We obviously saw certain things happen during COVID regarding some cases being able to verify pre-testing and or even airports having testing centers mm -hmm. uh, for immediate turnaround, but masks on planes and a variety of things. But airlines are making, seem to be making a lot of changes right now that are geared to trying to restore traveler confidence. Yeah. And you're seeing different things either being officially implemented or being hinted at by various airlines that are supposed to try to attract people. Uh, but there have been a lot of issues. Families trying to sit together has been an issue for a long time, even well before COVID. Mm -hmm. There seem to be a lot of recent reports. And some of this you kind of also know is probably also has happened in the past, but the news media picks up on it. Lost luggage. Um, terrible issues with lost luggage and some people reporting that it's taking weeks to get those things back. But what are you seeing with airlines in terms of either changes that they're making to try to restore reputation or just things happening that may affect positively or negatively customers who want to travel using the airlines? Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, you know, I think every airline has had kind of their, uh, moment in the spotlight, so to speak, <laughs> in terms of letting uh, yeah. letting travelers down. Um, you know, and some of some of those issues are, you know, are not fixed overnight. They're gonna probably yeah. continue to cause hiccups for a while, you know, namely uh Southwest's outdated operational system that sure. caused that Christmas meltdown. And then there's, you know, there's pilot shortage, there's general crew staffing shortages. Um, but I do to, to your point, I do think that there have been some changes made um, that, that are a benefit to travelers in the meantime. Um, this is a little bit old news now, but it um, the elimination of change and cancellation fees by the major right. airlines um, is, is a huge benefit to travelers. Yes. Um, 
you know, life happens and this really offers some flexibility and some cancellation or some, you know, just peace of mind. Um, and in fact, I actually had this play out for a couple of my customers just in the past couple of months. I had two people have to um, cancel their mystery trips just for unexpected issues. And I was able to cancel their flights with no fee. Um, their full flight cost is retained as a travel credit that's good for a year. Um, so that that really helps people out a lot that that money is not just gone. Um, it, to address the family sitting together issue, that has been a problem for a long time. And um, United just announced, I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago, um, that they, they have a new dynamic seat map, basically, where if you have a, a family or a group traveling together where um, there are people in your party that are less than 12 years old um, and there aren't enough open seats for you all to sit together, you can select adjacent seats, even if they are that premium preferred cost um, for no for an extra charge, which is, you know, great because those costs yeah. add up as, you know, when you're a family traveling together. Absolutely. Um, and American actually just announced yesterday, I believe that they're doing something similar. Frontier had announced that as well. And typically with these kinds of things, so that when the major airlines uh, make these announcements, the others tend to follow suit. So I would not be surprised to see this from, you know, Delta and um, other places as well. Yeah. Um, which is definitely a help. And um, the other thing is that I think it's becoming easier for travelers to kind of manage their reservation online or within the app, um, the airlines app. One of the biggest headaches during the beginning of the pandemic um, or as or even during, you know, the Southwest meltdown, but that that's kind of a whole separate issue. Um, it's just waiting in these outrageously long lines to get an agent on the phone because whatever you needed to do couldn't be done on your own. Right. Um, but within the past year, I've, I've been able to do lots of various changes for travelers um, on just on the website, on the app, or even just using the web chat system. Um, so that's, that helps people too. just, you know, being able to handle those things without involving someone from the airline is a, is a benefit as well. Then, we, you know, you mentioned already, we talked a little bit about pilot shortages and staffing issues, and we have seen some things that are still obviously affecting that in terms of, in, in some situations, either not as many flights available through some of the airlines, some of the, the scheduling cutbacks and, and, uh, um, issues like that. But again, presumably the airlines are doing the best they can at this point to try to address those issues to the best of, of my knowledge, what I've just seen online and just looking at some of the options available. Yeah. Most of the airlines still have a fairly full schedule, uh, barring things like weather issues or, or those right. types of things. And it's not like you're finding such an elimination of flight options and schedules that great. Now I only have, you know, from major airports, to and from major airports, one or two options a day. I mean, there's still a pretty robust schedule available through most of the airlines. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a, I've, um, you know, I have worked with clients all across the country and I haven't, you know, seen an issue where, oh my gosh, there's only this flight offered on this day. Um, so the, the schedule is really full. And I do think there, I know there was just an announcement moved in the last few days about um, a couple of airlines canceling a bunch of flights over the summer. And and I know that can be frustrating for sure, but I'd rather they do it now and get their schedule sorted out rather than leave people in the lurch, you know, day of. Yeah. Um, so, so I do think they're trying to get on top of it, you know, and it's, you know, it's a challenge for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so. Is it still a good idea? You know, obviously the airlines are trying to build a better reputation and, and provide additional options in terms of 
cancellations or rescheduling flights, that type of thing. Is it? Do you still recommend to people for the most part that particularly if they're traveling long distances overseas or having to do things where they're making reservations well in advance that, that travel insurance, is that, a, is that still a good option for people to consider depending on the circumstances of their vacation, their trip? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, with the obvious caveat that, you know, people need to consult the terms of the policy they're considering. Right. And um, I can't speak to everything that would would or would not be covered, but it really can be a worthwhile purchase to protect your travel investment. Um, you know, just a couple of, of basic examples of how it can help is if you um, if you have a flight delay or cancellation that has caused you to miss out on some time in your destination, or you know maybe you pre-booked some activities where you can't get that money back and you can't reschedule it. Um, travel having travel insurance can help you recoup those those costs. Um, you know, or if your flight or if your, excuse me, if your luggage is uh, delayed and doesn't arrive for a few days into your trip, um, you're obviously will need to purchase yeah. you know, some toiletries, some some basics to get you through, um, and travel insurance can provide coverage for that. Um, so those are a couple of just, you know, common things that happen a lot that can really, travel insurance can help with that. And sometimes people just need to look, for instance, sometimes their credit cards include mm -hmm. coverage for those types of things, or if they've gone through, if they have a AAA membership and they've gone through, I, they're just different ways to check yes. to see what kind of resources and even benefits may be available if they're not thinking about consciously need to need to look Absolutely. into those things and know what those what those benefits and options are for you if you're going to be doing any traveling yes 100 percent. are there any other things we talked a little bit about airline cancellations and and uh, travel insurance are there other things in terms of planning that maybe people should be thinking about just to avoid unexpected issues even if those have to do you know we talked a little bit about potential for some additional applications to places like the Disney parks or, mm -hmm. or traveling overseas and having to pre-schedule some things. Um, I think it's always a good idea to make sure if you're traveling international, is your passport more than six months yes. <laughs> from, from that expiration? Was, that's a biggie. That's exactly, that was going to be my number one uh, recommendation. That's 100%. Um, yeah. If, you know, if people haven't traveled internationally in a few years, they may not remember when their passport expires and, um, and not everyone always knows about the six month validity yeah. rule. Um, so, so basically if your, if your trip, you come home on April 30th and your passport is only valid through May 15th, um, a lot of places that's, that's not going to work You're You yeah. have to have six months validity um, past your trip. Um, so that, that is a last minute thing you would have to deal with that is just, it's not going to be fun. So check your passport check your before, passport before you make any plans for sure. And I know a lot of people are reluctant. They're going, shoot, I have, you know, I have a passport that I had for X number of years. I did a lot of overseas travel. I have all those cool stamps in my passport and many of the countries aren't stamping anymore. Yeah. It's all electronic. And they're going, I, don't, I, I want to keep that as a souvenir. And I think it's important for people to know, yes, you do have to send your old passport in as part of the renewal process, but they send it back to you. They yeah. invalidate it. They punch holes in it or something and send it back. So you do get to keep your old passport as a souvenir. Yes. Yes. That's true. Don't well. be worried about that. Don't yeah. be worried about that. Um, I, and I want to kind of transition here and start talking about magical mystery tours. And I think one of the ways to do that is to ask you kind of what what have you seen as you're helping clients plan? What is popular right now as things are reopening, as you've seen in the last few months, both domestically and internationally? What are the key places that people should be considering going to that might 
might be their best options. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, during the um, during the early days of returning to travel, I, I kind of had to tamp down on international travel a little bit just because it, it either there were it was just such a nightmare uh, to navigate. Um, and, and some it didn't work for some people if they weren't um, willing to do the COVID tests or they weren't, you know, for any number of reasons. Um, so I would say international travel just in general is um is is very in demand right now the actual speaking of passports just because of how many people want to travel internationally right now um the the standard renewal time is up to almost three months um, at this point and even if you do it expedited the top end of the timeline is almost two months um so it's you know people want to travel internationally so i mean europe is is hot um and and some of the places that that stayed closed to um to visitors for longer, so like Australia, New Zealand, yeah. um, a lot of countries in Asia, um, places like that, that um, you, you really were off limits for people for a longer amount of time. Right. I think that people are, are looking at those as well. So, um, so many good options, lots of, lots of places to explore. And, uh, and domestically, I mean, think about places here within the United States, there's a, there are a lot of different things and you still have to look at cost. I know one of the things yeah. that, um, I would still love to do someplace either in the United States or up in Canada is take a a semi cross country train trip. You know, there are some great sightseeing trips that you can take through the Rockies and and a variety of places by train. There are obviously road trips that people can take in their own cars or their RVs or whatever they want to. And even places like you can take cruises up the Mississippi from, uh-huh. you know, Louisiana. I mean, there's just, there's so many things to see and do domestically that people may go, I'm not into international travel. I don't want to be on an airplane for 10 to 18 hours or whatever it might be. There's just so much that we can look at even here, almost in our own backyard sometimes. There's, there absolutely is. There's just, there's so much to do and to see. And, you know, I, th- I think during the pandemic when people were, a lot more hesitant to travel internationally. They did get to explore a lot of that more. And it, yeah. that was really fun for me because I love doing domestic trips. There's just, there's so much in the U.S. to see. Um, and, and honestly, I, you know, I may be a bit biased, but I would be remiss if I if I didn't note that mystery trips are, are, are a hit right now. Um, I, there's been a lot of demand for them as travel has yeah. opened back up. And, um, and actually the website Thrillist included um, surprise travel in general, including magical mystery tours and their adventure guide for 2023. So that was, yeah, that was exciting. That's nice. That was fun. Yeah. So let's pivot here a little bit because you sure. brought it up and let's talk a little bit about magical mystery tours, your company and the unique characteristics of what you do. Yeah. And I know, you know, when you were on the show while back and it has been a while we focused a lot on that and i want to take a little bit of time just assume that people either may have forgotten or there may be people who weren't into coffee breaks at that point who are hearing you for the first time tell us a little bit about magical mystery tours what you do and how that works yeah absolutely um so magical mystery tours is a travel company that specializes in mystery trips or surprise vacations um so the high you of that is fill out the mystery travel survey on my website. Um, and then I plan a trip based, customized just for them based on all of those specifications. And then 
I get everything booked for them. They have no idea where they're going. Um, a, about a week in advance, they know they get some information so that they know how to prep. So they know what time to get to the airport. They know um, they what to pack. Um, they know what the weather is going to be like in their destination. And then um, the a day or two before they are supposed to leave, they get their travel reveal packet in the mail, which is the most exciting part. And that is basically um, tells them where they're going, uh, tells them why they're destination was chosen, um, all the practical information, their flight, yeah. their hotel, rental car, um, any activities that were booked, all that kind of stuff, um, a guidebook, uh, you know, dining options and activity options. And they out, you know, I always recommend people take that to the airport and open it there. And yeah. I would say the vast majority of people do. Some people just are too excited slash nervous and, <laughs> and open it early. But yeah. um, most people take it to the airport open it up and, and find out where they're going. Um, so it's, it's very fun. And when you talk about that survey on your website, I mean, that's a very complete survey. You get a really good profile of people, their interests, places that they would like to go, yes. you know, what works domestically, what works internationally, their budget and, mm -hmm. and how many people are going. I mean, it's nothing that you are so skilled at putting all of that together that by the time they're getting that reveal package and opening it, the surprise is marvelous, but there's nothing that they're going to go, oh, great, how did we end up with this? I mean, the the, the testimonials exactly. on your website, on your Facebook, over and over again, our people are absolutely thrilled. And you get return customers as a result. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's I always tell people who are maybe a little bit nervous about the surprise is, you know, this is not a trick. Like, I want you right. to have a good time. I'm planning this for just for you based on the information that you've given. Um, so the the survey is very comprehensive, all, all of the things you mentioned. Um, but then I always offer to chat with people on the phone too, if they want to provide more information. And I think that, you know, just helps people feel a little bit more comfortable and just getting all of that stuff on the same page. Um, but yes, yeah, just, I mean, not only is it a, it's, it's just a unique experience. It's a fun adventure, a fun way to travel, but I think there are some real um, tangible benefits that, that mm -hmm. do have people coming back. I, you know, I have people who come and do a mystery trip every year. Yeah. Um, you know, one of my favorite things that people say is that it really, um, it, it allows them to be present um, in the moment. They, I just had someone return from a trip that said, it was so great. We weren't on our phones the whole time trying to find the next thing to go do or see or where to eat. We just like, we had our packet, we followed your recommendations and it was just like, we just got to relax and, and enjoy the trip. And, and I love that. I think that's, you know, that should cool. be that's the point. Cool. That should yeah. be the point, right? When we go on vacation is we should feel like it's, it's fun while we're there. We're able to focus on the events and the surroundings and everything else. And we come back feeling like we were, blessed and rejuvenated and refreshed and, exactly. and creating great memories. And that's what you're all about. So exactly. And, and I think it's also important to mention that while typically your service, your company, while it focuses on the, uh, the mystery surprise trips, you've also provided just general trip planning for people. But right now you've been getting so many requests. You've had so much business around the, the mystery tours that that's all you're able to focus on right now. You're not doing standardized tour planning with people. You're just right now focusing on the mystery trips. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. I've always had the um, the option for just traditional standard travel planning um, services for people who, who, who want to work with somebody, but who are just aren't, you know, 
aren't totally up for the surprise, which, you know, that's totally fine. Um, but yes, right now I just, I've had to suspend most of that. There are a few exceptions um, sure. just because mystery trips are, are in demand for sure. Well, we're going to wrap this up. A couple of things I want to make sure we cover. First of all, if people do want to get in touch with you to plan a magical mystery tour, and we're going to be showing this stuff and, and providing it on our sites as well, but how do people get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Absolutely. So you can visit uh, my website, magicalmysterytours.com. My email address is on there and uh, also the social media sites. If you want to follow along, um, all that stuff is linked there. Yeah. Um, so I would love to work with any of you. Any final thoughts that you have about returning to travel in general or magical mystery tours or anything else that you'd like to share? I would just say, you know, pack your patience. Like this is a new <laughs> COVID changed everything and uh, it's a new era of travel, but just, you know, there's so much cool stuff to explore in the world. And I think if we focus yeah. on that and just kind of go with the flow, then it helps smooth over any of those uh, difficulties that can arise in this new, new, new time we're in. Great advice. Katie Truesdale, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on Coffee Breaks with Steve, for sharing your expertise and your perspective. And we look forward to seeing how many people now are going to be checking out Magical Mystery Tours and engaging you in some travel plans, some surprise and, and mystery travel, because it's a fantastic service. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to chat with you. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. There I am. I'm back. I hope you enjoyed that. And I, I, I loved all the comments and questions going on in the chat. Um, it's uh, to me, it's always special when we have somebody like Katie on here who brings so much perspective and um, information that is, I think, important. I did want to very quickly share her website. We talked about it. I did put the website in the chat a few minutes ago, but you can go to her website at www.magicalmysterytours.com. You can see what it looks like here. And you can see that on that website, uh, it is possible as well to let me get this out of the way for a minute. You can click on and get to social media there. Uh, at the top of the website is the Facebook and Instagram at the bottom. Email us, but you can go to Katie's Magical Mystery Tours website. Also, a lot of testimonials out there, both on the website and on Facebook. So please take some time to uh, to do that. And uh, really, I mean, this idea, my family has always, our kids will will testify to the fact that from the time they were fairly young, the idea of, of mystery tours, surprise vacations has been and continues to be something that we have done and do with our family. And so it's something that... Uh, I, I just, I promote the idea and you think to yourself, oh, that's a little bit risky. Just look at what Katie does. If that's something you think you might be interested in. Listen, we're going a little bit long today. So I do want to share what's coming up in the next uh, few weeks and then let you go. Um, next week, Derek Nelson, another guest who's returning to Coffee Breaks with Steve, a musician, a singer, songwriter, a guitar player, educator, mentor, he has been featured on a number of shows. If you were a fan of the show Glee back in the day, you may remember seeing Derek uh, on a number of the shows as the guitar player who was playing with, with the, the people on Glee 
for in the background there. He and his uh, family have toured, he and his, his brother and his sister. But Derek is going to be coming back to talk about what he has done as COVID, again, as things have opened back up and he's getting back out on a tour schedule and doing a variety of other things. So you'll get a chance to hear from Derek. Fantastic, fantastic individual. I know you'll be interested. And then in a couple of weeks, Lisa Steele will be back with us. Lisa's been on the show a couple of times and we're going to be talking about failure. And we, we, we shy away from situations where failure is part of what's going on. We're afraid of it. Lots of times it's impacted us. And we're going to talk with Lisa about how we can learn to take failure situations, what we label as failure, and turn them around and actually embrace the situations in life that may look like failure. And then in three weeks, we're going to have a new guest on. Anna Leah Young is an expert on etiquette and manners. And we're going to talk about that, kind of what has become passe. There are things that used to be sort of part of standard manners and protocol in social and, and even professional situations. What remains things that we should be aware of and be teaching our kids to do and kind of what has gone by the wayside or, or has been modified at times uh, with that. If you have ideas about topics or guests that you would like to see on Coffee Breaks with Steve, you can email me or you can private message me with that same email address, cbwsteve at comcast.net to share your ideas. Uh, also want to mention once again that the that Coffee Breaks with Steve, in addition to being on Facebook and YouTube, you can find episodes of Coffee Breaks with Steve on some of the key podcast sites. It's available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and another opportunity to invite people to tune in and share what our guests have been sharing with us and to learn more about Coffee Breaks with Steve. All right. Been talking for a long time. We've shared a lot. We've gone a bit long today. I appreciate your patience and I appreciate your participation <clears throat> in what we're doing. As I clear my throat one more time. Just want to thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the conversation. And uh, just want to encourage you to come back next week and in the weeks ahead and share with your friends some of these topics and the guests if you think they'd be of interest to those people. In the meantime, please do take the time to get out there in the world, whether you're traveling right now or just seeing what's going on in your own community, in your own neighborhood. And as I always ask you, please find a way to make a difference in your world this week. God bless you and have a great week.